Welcome to the True Logic DX, the podcast edition. The place where we talk about trends, news, and insights for individuals and businesses who want to succeed in digital marketing. Join our host, SEO expert and certified mom's boy, Bernard Sunwan, as he gives you the lowdown on digital marketing fundamentals, tips and best practices, and easy conversations with industry experts about the latest trends and happenings in the digital world. Let's get started. Hi, this is Bernard, and welcome to another episode of True Logic DX. So, let's talk about the new kid in town, Google Analytics 4. As the successor to Universal Analytics, GA4 actually was released in late 2020, and people have started to take notice. I, I don't think it's meant to be a controversial change. That's my personal opinion. I don't think it was meant to be controversial, but I think given how invested businesses have been in Universal Analytics, the change is definitely making waves. So, let's talk about GA4. What is Google Analytics for, right? And to a degree, this is going to be about, you know, GA4 versus UA, but let's begin with what is Google Analytics for. So, for the sake of clarity, I'm going to start calling the old analytics UA or Universal Analytics, and I'm going to call the new kid on the block GA4. And... GA4 was actually released as the App Plus Web beta release a couple of years back. So, buzzword warning, buzzword warning to, to everybody. The, the main feature of GA4 is, is machine learning assisted reporting. But what it essentially is, is it creates a unified view of your web and your app data. Okay, so that also sounds like a mouthful, right? So, let's let's dissect that a bit before I get deeper. So, before GA4, if you had an app in Android or iOS, and if you had Universal Analytics, your web data would exist in Universal Analytics, and your app data would exist on App Plus Web. They exist in two places. They're, they're not in one property. They're not in one account. And so you literally have to do some, some marketing stitching to find out what the endpoints of your marketing activities are. GA4 is a way to solve that because now it's one seamless view of users' experiences with your website to your progressive web app or to your or to your or to your other applications. So that's what we mean when we say unified view of web and app data, right? So it, it just sounds like, you know, it just sounds like mental verbal digital kung fu. Okay, now one of the things to take note of is that there are a lot of metrics that are the same, but there are metrics in GA4 that are that are totally new. And one of the questions that I think people have been asking is, why is Google making the shift to Google Analytics 4? And it sort of goes back to that quick conversation I had where, where I said app data and web data used to exist separately. GA4 is an attempt to unify web and app data in one place. Right. The other one is the ability to create customized e-commerce tracking, which also used to require some form of Kung Fu in order to track inside Universal Analytics. You literally had to do to use a couple of plugins to do your e-commerce tracking properly. Another big change in Google Analytics is that it is more engagement based. Now, what do I mean by engagement based? In Universal Analytics, 
If you wanted to find out whether users were actually consuming your content or not, the only thing that you could base it off of was dwell time or, or the average time spent on a page. And that was not necessarily an engagement metric, right? So what Google was actually counting was bounce rate or how many people you turned off. So, you know, that's sort of like giving yourself a score as a person on the dating market. That's sort of like scoring yourself on how many times you got rejected for a second date, right? I'm not sure that's a terrific metric to look at. But engagement metric is really sort of instead of measuring how many times you get dumped for a second date, what were the signals that your date was throwing at you? That was letting you know that, hey, this is working. This conversation is working. This is interesting. You know, there's a potential for a second date here. So that's sort of what engagement metrics are. And the other is the GA4 sort of simplifies tracking because in order to measure engagements, activities, or what we call events inside a website, you used to need a separate tool called the Google Tag Manager. Not to say that GA4 now works independent of Tag Manager. It's just that it's not a must in order for you to see some basic engagement activities like a user clicking on a button, submitting a form, clicking on a phone number. All of those are now now embedded into GA4 without the need for utilizing Google Tag Manager separately. So I hope that sort of gave you guys a, a quick overview of GA4. So let's talk about Versus. GA4 versus UA. Where are they similar? There are actually a lot of similarities. They they both have acquisition data. They both have traffic data. It's just that UA had a very detailed view of acquisition data. And, and I think GA4 super simplifies that. It super simplifies it to the point that it only puts the metrics that, that 80% of users are looking at front and center and not to say that you can't view all of the others but now if you want to dig in deeper from the most important metrics then you can just click on the the different reports to see the more detailed views so the similarities are yes you can still see traffic data yes you can still see where you got your users from and yes you can still see you know you can still see traffic data where they go into your website how deep they go how long they stay there all of those are still visible in both ua4 and ua but i think the biggest difference between the two is i'll go back to you know to the mouthful ga4 is machine learning assisted reporting right so that's one of the features that that google likes to push forward but that's a mouthful and a full episode right so aside from the fact that it's a mouthful it's a it's a full episode so i'll sort of leave that at that but let's talk about simplified reporting so when we say simplified reporting if you had gone into analytics and you looked at the left hand side you would see nabs like audience overview, lifetime value, cohort analysis, audiences, user explorer, demographics, interest, behavior, technology, mobile, cross-device benchmarking, etc., etc., etc. There was a ton of metrics that you could look at in universal analytics. And yes, it was useful to, to a lot of people, but it wasn't useful to a majority of people. So in GA... That view has been significantly simplified so that acquisition only offers you overview, user acquisition, and traffic acquisition. 
And when you dive into each, like if you still want to see lifetime value, cohort analysis, audiences, you can dive into each specific report once you're inside user or traffic acquisition. So it's still there, it's just not front and center. So one of the biggest differences is the simplicity of the interface. You, GA4 is significantly simpler. There's less clutter, the data is easier to understand, and the data is significantly more visualized. So that's one big difference. The next big difference is in engagement metrics. For those of you that are well-versed with universal analytics, I think you will know UA by default does not come with engagement metrics. Yes, it will track events. Yes, it will track goals. But you needed Tag Manager in order to see any of that. GA by default can track the most common events. It can track time spent on site and it can track element interactions. When I say element, I mean buttons, phone numbers, watching of a video, and so on and so forth. So those engagement metrics now come by default without the assistance of Tag Manager inside GA4. So that's another big difference between the two tools. Another difference are the analysis tools. If you wanted to understand what your customers store, what the story your customers were leaving in their data, the ability to visualize and view these reports inside GA4 is significantly more robust than in analytics. Because in order to get a good user journey or a good story of what your user journey was like inside Universal Analytics, you would have needed Data Studio to intervene to help you visualize the data. The visualization tools are default in GA4. Another big difference, monetization metrics are not custom installations inside GA4. They come default in GA4. So if you're running an e-commerce website, and that property is integrated into your GA4 account, you will be able to see your monetization metrics, meaning your e-commerce metrics, how many people, how many times people engage with a cart, abandon a cart, total transaction value, without having to do some technical kung fu in order to measure that. Another monetization metric I think are publisher metrics, right? So if you're, let's say, Mega Magazine or you're any magazine that monetizes the traffic on your website, GA4 is a great tool by default to measure your monetization strategy in terms of whether it's working or whether it's not working. Now, are there limitations to GA4 and are there challenges to GA4, right? So let's talk about why not GA4 or what are some of the disadvantages of, of Google Analytics 4? And, and I would say the first disadvantage is really more habit. Right, Because we stayed with Universal Analytics for so long, and that's also considering Universal Analytics was a near seamless, was a near seamless successor to Classic Analytics. And so combined, we had Classic Analytics for five years and we had Universal Analytics for seven. We've been used to, to, to Universal Analytics for almost 12 years. And GA4 is not a subtle change from Universal Analytics. It's a very drastic change from Universal Analytics. So the first one, I would say, is reporting maturity. If your reporting is mature, like meaning you're using data visualization tools. So I'm not just talking about Data Studio, right? Like I'm talking about Power BI or other data visualization tools. If you've already integrated your Universal Analytics 
into all of these other tools and now here comes GA4, it will be quite a learning curve for you to reintegrate the current relevant data into your existing reporting platforms. So that's one. So that's one of the challenges to GA4. The next one is because it's such a new kid on the block, third-party tool adaptation is not very robust yet. Like meaning there are a lot of tools that automatically pull data from analytics and include it in their reporting. For us, this is true. We have our own custom dashboards and we have our own custom reporting tools that we built to be compatible with universal analytics. They've not been built to be compatible with GA4, right? And so this is another challenge where for some businesses, investment in developing, redeveloping tools to become GA4 compatible may be necessary. Another one is current reporting integration, right? Like again, same banana, if your data studio, if your Power BI or any of your data visualization tools are already well integrated into UA, they may not be as readily adapted into the current GA4 or into Google, current Google Analytics 4. So that will also pose a challenge. And then the other one is monetization. If you're already reporting on monetization successfully and now you're getting reporting from GA4, you might notice that your old setup for monetization and the way GA4 reports monetization may not necessarily be one is to one. And I know a lot of brands that go crazy when a data set from one data source is not precisely apples to apples with a data set from another source, right? And, and sometimes they're sometimes they're not, and sometimes that's okay. Right? So What's missing in GA4? I would say the largest challenge is really third-party integrations. Like for more third parties to understand its API calls, for more third parties to integrate it into their dashboards, for better integration between GA4. I think those are its current challenges and limitations. But in terms of a reporting tool, I personally feel that it is the right next step when it comes to maturing your reporting for your web or your apps or your web and your apps together. So how do you proceed from universal analytics or must you proceed from universal analytics to GA4? And I think ultimately in the same way that, you know, I think in the same way that we wind about moving from classic analytics to universal analytics and in retrospect, that wasn't really such a big deal. But I think in the same way that we wind about that move, I think people are going to complain about this move. But I also think that Google's probably, they're, they're, they probably know what they're doing behind this one. I think it is a more robust tool, like the fact that if you're not very technically savvy, Tag Manager, you know, and Tag Manager is too complicated for you. I think GA4 is a step in the right direction. Sure, it's not it's not very complex tagging, but most businesses do not require sophisticated event tracking, container setups, and whatnot that the Tag Manager offers. So prior to this episode, we asked a few people what their most common questions were or what their most urgent questions were about Google Analytics 4. And, you know, for better or for worse, it was the geeks that sent in feedback. So admittedly, a lot of these questions are going to be pretty technical in nature. Let's try to hit the, the most common questions. Common question number one was, can I run Universal Analytics and GA4 side by side? And the answer is yes, you can. 
Like chances are, if you've got a website that is two, three, four years old, you probably already have universal analytics integrated onto your website. There should be nothing that stops you from adding GA4 in terms of measuring your website. So yes, they can be run side by side. No, they don't interfere with each other's data. The next question is, can I install GA4 directly to a website? And the answer is yes, in the same way that you can install Universal Analytics directly to a website by putting an HTML insert into the head. You can do that with GA4 as well, except in GA4, there's no UA code, it's called a measurement ID. And if you go into the GA4 console and go to admin, it's that ID that appears on the top right section of that screen. Another question we got was, can I only install Tag Manager on my website and then push the data into GA4 like the way I currently do with Universal Analytics? And the answer is yes. This is actually one of the ways you can do a Google Analytics 4 integration. It's by integrating it into Tag Manager. So you install Tag Manager into your website and Tag Manager will push the data into your GA4. Now, the next one might have been a related question. And the question is, can I use the same Tag Manager account and push the data to both my Universal Analytics and my GA4? And the answer is yes. You don't need two separate Tag Manager accounts, one that pushes to your Universal Analytics and one that pushes to your GA4. It can be the same Tag Manager account that pushes the data to both your old UA and your current GA4. The next question was, will installing GA4 interfere with my current e-commerce tracking on the website? And the answer is no, it will not. Yes, GA4 has some default e-commerce tracking because it's got that monetization section on the left side. And even not e-commerce, like even if you were a publisher, there is some monetization tracking that you're capable of doing. But the monetization tracking in GA4 does not interfere with any e-commerce tracking you might have set up in your website using Universal Analytics. So you might be utilizing a plugin that pushes e-commerce tracking to your analytics. They exist side by side, but they don't interfere with each other. Another question was, so what happens to our Analytics 360 account if we move to GA4? So the answer is nothing, nothing. I think ideally Google will translate your Analytics 360 subscription to your GA4. But that's yet to be seen because right now, GA360 still looks like Universal Analytics and Google has not rolled out GA4360 yet, although there are plans to get that done this year. Now, the next, the next one was, what if my website is new? Should I still integrate Universal Analytics to it or should I just start off with GA4 since I'm starting from scratch anyway? Okay, so... This one's got a tricky answer, and the answer is and it depends. It depends. It depends on how good you already are with Universal Analytics. If you are already an advanced to expert user of Universal Analytics, then you may still want to include or add or install Universal Analytics to your brand new website. If you are not, like if you're a beginner, you're you're not an advanced user, you're an average to below average user of GA4 or you, you have exposure to it, but don't really do any a lot of tweaks inside Universal Analytics, then there should be no difference. Just begin with GA4 if you're not an advanced Universal Analytics user anyway. The learning curve 
will be the same. There's no historic data to preserve on a brand new website. So there's no reason to keep an incumbent UA account on it. And the last question we've got is, is GA4 better for e-commerce? Right, that one's tough, right? Because again, it depends. It depends on how robust your e-commerce tracking on your current e-commerce website already is. By default, yes, GA is friendlier to e-commerce websites. By default, right? So if you've got a website built on Shopify, then by default, GA4 should be your default analytics selection. But if you're talking about an e-commerce website that has existed for years, that has a lot of incumbent data inside UA, then maybe not necessarily. You might realize that GA4 is only managing to either partially capture, either partially capture the the data inside your e-commerce or may not be capturing it apples to apples against your current tracking. And part of that might be because you may have tweaked, installed a plugin, done some customizations to track your e-commerce data on your current website as accurately as you can. Installations that might interfere with the way GA4 is tracking the data, right? So if you've done a lot of those customizations, then you may not be better off. But by default, GA4 is more built for e-commerce than Universal Analytics was. And so, yeah, that that's it for our Q&As. So let's talk about where do we stand and what are our recommendations when it comes to GA4. Should you switch to GA4? Then I'm going to give, you know, the my favorite hated answer. The, the answer is it depends, right? It depends. So while I can't tell you how to proceed with your business, I can tell you how we do it on our end, where in order to adapt to GA4, because we accept the fact that we ultimately will have to adapt to GA4, it's not about making the switch. It's not about turning off your UA and then moving to GA4. It's about doing parallel reporting against the two. And again, don't obsess over one-is-to-one data, right? Understand that the that the reporting will have discrepancies as long as the discrepancies are within a very low variance. That should be fine. But in the beginning, I would execute parallel reporting against these two tools, meaning I would not remove my UA4 integration to make room for my GA4. I would add the GA4 integration. And... I would continue to take a look at the report from Universal Analytics while I am looking at the report and getting used to the GA4 reporting. I would measure our adaptation. And what do I mean when I say measure your adaptation? Measuring your adaptation to Google Analytics 4 means be mindful of the marketing conversations you have and take a look at the metrics that you pay attention to. If 80% of your marketing conversations revolve around GA4 metrics, then you're you're already progressing in the right direction. So if you are realizing that 80% of your marketing insights, of your marketing data is already contained within GA4, then you're making good progress. Eventually, you'll get to the point where you are where 90% of your marketing reporting or your marketing conversation is captive within GA4 until eventually you are at 99%. I don't think there will ever be a time where it will be 100, right? The brand will just have to learn to get comfortable with the fact that 99% of the insights are what will get us to the next step, right? You don't have to abandon the historic data you have in Universal Analytics, but I think as you wean off the old metrics, as you realize your Universal Analytics metrics used to consume 
15 minutes of your conversation and then down to 10 and then down to 5 and then down to 2 minutes and then down to Q&A, then you'll realize that you have successfully weaned yourself off of the old UA metrics, which means you can now start becoming more accustomed to or at least being exclusively reporting from GA4. I would say only make the full switch when old data is not the lion's share of insights, right? When when you realize that the lion's share of the conversation no longer resides with universal analytics metrics, but they are now with Google Analytics 4 metrics, then that's when you know you're ready to flip the switch. And again, flipping the switch on using GA4 as your primary does not necessarily mean you have to abandon your universal analytics. So that's it for this episode of the True Logic DX podcast. Join me next time as we do more website teardowns, digital news, and strategy conversations. Thank you for listening and don't forget to subscribe to True Logic DX podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the True Logic DX podcast, an audio production show for people who want to take their digital marketing game to the next level. If you enjoyed today's episode, follow True Logic on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Check out our website at truelogic.com.ph for more information on digital marketing. And make sure to catch our upcoming episodes on your favorite podcast network. Until next time. <laughs>